This is the Modern Day Tribe Podcast, Episode 21. Remember to hit the subscribe button so you won't miss an episode. Hi there, I'm Sarah, your host of the Modern Day Tribe podcast. We have a guest today. She is a doctor of internal medicine and specialty in obesity and weight management, as well as being a wife and a mom of two children. She is the owner of Radiant Health Weight Loss and Wellness. Here is Dr. Richa Middle. How are you, Richa? Great. Thank you, Sarah, for having me. It's a pleasure to be here to chat with you. I'm so excited. We've actually known each other for a little bit now, um, maybe a six months to a year, uh, probably closer to a year now. And we actually met on Instagram and I saw that you were in the same area here in Frisco. And I know that the work that you do really applies to men and women, but me working with a lot of women, there are things that come up that clients ask about. So I know that having a resource like you is great to introduce them to you so that they can ask those questions and in-depth questions about lifestyle and not always weight loss, but wellness too. So I love having you as a resource. So I really am excited today to talk about your work. And of course, you being a mom as well, we're going to be able to hear, which I've never heard either, so I'm excited to hear a little bit about your postpartum story too. Yeah, so, you know, first of all, I think, uh, you know, both of my children, my postpartum journey was very different with both. And the one that I'm going to share with you all is the first time, because that was very different for me. And I think how it's influenced me is that I think that I'm a perfectionist. I'm one of those people that everything I do has to be exactly the way that I think. And that was a big lesson for me, what I went through as far as I'm not going to know everything and it's okay to not be perfect as a new mom or as a woman or as a woman who's on their weight loss journey or, you know, any of those things. So I think that's kind of what my takeaway was. And also why I want to share this with everybody is because I think sometimes we think that others don't go through what we do. And so, you know, I think that's how it has really kind of influenced my experience. For sure. You know, that's part of the reason why I started the podcast is so that when we are putting things out there for people to hear or talk about, I think just the more that we're open and able to talk about these things, whether it's uh, difficult times that we went through, for example, birth and postpartum, or celebrations that we've had that really make a difference in what we do in the future, is it, it really is open, you know, and it, it applies to a lot of different topics 
topics that we encounter every day. But I think, like you said, it's just important to talk about it. Yeah. So, you know, basically for me, as a doctor, you're very detail-oriented, and there's not a lot of room for not knowing stuff, right? Like, as as a doctor, if we don't know something, we can refer, we go look it up. But as a new mom, I didn't really know what to expect. And I think going into it, having achieved really hard things, I thought, oh, you know, having a baby, I was really excited and had the baby. And then something just kind of changed. And I I think now, obviously, when I look back and along the way, as I experienced it, I realized that I had probably gone through some postpartum depression and it wasn't anything that I got help for. It wasn't anything that I was, it was diagnosed, but looking back and especially comparing it to say the second time when I went through my postpartum journey, it was very different. And for me, it was realizing that I didn't know everything. And that the first time when I you know, was holding my baby, I felt very vulnerable. I felt like, God, I should know what I'm doing. I've been through medical school. I handled babies in the past. And But it was different because I had something going on with me that was different and it was a unique time, not only from an experience standpoint, but also just because of the hormonal changes and, you know, whatever was going on. And initially, when I went back from my initial postpartum kind of checkup at six weeks, I did did bring it up. I remember I was thinking back to this recently with um, hearing about a young mother who had unfortunately recently ended her life. And I was trying to think about how people reach out for help. And sometimes even when you talk to your doctor, you may not hear what you need to. And I think I was told like, oh, yeah, you know, you probably have some blues. You know, it'll get better. And I think that maybe it could have been at that point, but nobody followed up with me. Mm -hmm. And I felt like that was something that should have been done. And so my objective in sharing this is also, I want other people to know that it doesn't matter who you are, it can happen to you. And that number two, it's not your fault. It's really not something that I caused. At that time, I had a lot of guilt about not having the perfect new mom experience. Everyone around me was telling me, oh, you're so lucky. You should be so happy. Why are you sad? Why are you crying? You have a healthy baby. You know, you have so much to be grateful for. Or you have so much help. We didn't have any help when we had kids. You know, I heard that from people. (laughs) Yeah, it's true. There's a disconnect between what I should be feeling and the reality of what I'm feeling. And so I think it's important for not only women, but even their partners and their families to know, you know, this is something that isn't just being made up by the person. And it's not that they don't want to feel a certain way. It's just that, that they just didn't. And there's a, a reason. And if you can give the resources and the help to that person and, you know, go that extra step. I do with, with, a, with friends who are new moms. Of course, now I'm old enough where none of my friends are having kids anymore. They're all done. But Back then, I felt like I was very cognizant of really kind of asking, are you really okay? Like, you don't have to put up an ask. Hey, I went through this. Let me let you know so that you you feel comfortable in case you are feeling that way. Mm -hmm. So, unfortunately, sometimes I look back at that and still feel a little bit cheated out of that time. Like, for me, it was about four or five months that it lasted. And then I slowly came out of it. You know, I obviously was completely fine. And then I had my... I had my daughter, and 
I didn't go through anything. It was, and I said, wow, this is what I was supposed to feel like? Mm-hmm. Okay, that was for sure not normal, at least from what I was defining as what I should have felt like. I felt like that the second time. Mm-hmm. And different pregnancies can do that differently. We produce different hormones that makes a difference. And like you said, it's really important to emphasize is that it's not our fault. And I say that because I have kids too, but putting that out there is is that it's not our fault. And I really think that's important to emphasize. With that, just because we have one experience with one child, it doesn't mean it's going to happen again, too. So I'm so glad you brought that up. Yeah, I think that that's important. And just knowing that if you do feel like that, it's okay. Like, just educate the people around you, perhaps beforehand, even though that's not something that we should have to do. But I think as a society, we all need to be better at looking out for each other. Mm Mm-hmm. And being good listeners, too, yeah. And and asking questions to the point of, like you said, when if someone's comfortable with sharing, just asking, checking if they're okay. Because obviously, even if there's a mom with a healthy baby, it doesn't mean she's going to be okay through her postpartum. So it's always good to check on mom, too. So you actually treat men and women, but I know that the work that you do is really applicable to women before, during, and after pregnancy. Can you tell us a little bit about your work? Sure. So my background is in internal medicine, but I don't practice as a primary care doctor anymore. Okay. I've specialized my practice more towards preventative health, nutrition, lifestyle, and really helping people achieve that prevention of conditions like type 2 diabetes, high blood pressure, high cholesterol, heart disease. And I felt like when I was practicing general medicine, I loved what I did, but I really didn't get to focus as much on that aspect. And so in my work now, although my practice called Radiance Health, Weight Loss, and Wellness, it really focuses on weight from the perspective of we can treat that as a root cause of a lot of issues and we can prevent things down the line. And where that comes into play for a mom, and especially before their journey, during, and then um, after they've become moms, is I see a lot of women with conditions like polycystic ovarian syndrome, quite common, and a lot of times is accompanied by women who need to perhaps pursue fertility treatments and things like that. And when I can help a potential mom change her nutrition and her lifestyle and really lose some of that abdominal weight that unfortunately confers that risk, especially in that in that population of women, we can actually help their fertility. And they're able to not only get pregnant more easily, but then also teach her the skills on how to stay healthy during her pregnancy, especially if there's concerns about developing gestational diabetes and things like that. And then, of course, you know, during the postpartum period, there's the time when you're nursing and you want to make sure that you're, you know, getting enough nutrition and really the goal should not be to be doing drastic things to lose weight, but really just to be healthy and to be able to balance being a new mom and what does that healthy 
lifestyle look like for a new mom? It can be pretty challenging time during that oh, during that time. And then, of course, after as well to get back to where they were because, again, we know that when we carry excess body weight, it has a toll on our health as far as not just things that you might not be thinking about quite yet when, when, when we're young, but the risk of developing high cholesterol, pre-diabetes, diabetes, fatty liver disease is something we see a lot now, unfortunately, and even pressure on your joints and being able to have the function and mobility um, to be able to get down and play with your kids on the floor or you know, whatever your your goals are um, in life. So it kind of treats the whole spectrum of things as far as the timing around having um, a baby and, and a family. Absolutely. And I love that you talk about changing our lifestyle. And it's not just what we're eating, but the lifestyle is really important to look at. What does that look like if a client were to come to you if parents want to get to the point where they want to make sure that they can have that energy to keep up with their kids and be able to sit down and play with them on the floor. What does that look like when you're working with clients? I combine the medical evaluation along with the nutrition and lifestyle. I think it's really important for me to understand the full picture. So I always go through their medical history, and maybe someone's going to be pretty healthy, but I want to know about their family history, and what types of things do I need to be on the lookout for as far as my, that, you know, that might contribute to this person's plan. And then we do a body composition analysis as well to get a better idea of body fat and muscle mass, because again, you know, the scale doesn't really tell the whole picture, right? Mm -hmm, right. Um, you want to know where you're starting and then what are our goals over time. We want to maybe decrease body fat. We want to increase muscle mass. That helps to guide me as well as doing a full nutrition and lifestyle assessment. And mm -hmm. when I say lifestyle there, I really want to understand what are the challenges that you're currently facing in your journey? Because I think a lot of times if you ask someone, well, yeah, I know what to eat. I know how to eat. I mean, maybe there might be some questions here and there, but it's the disconnect between what we want and then maybe what's actually happening. Mm -hmm. And I think a lot of times that's where I want to better understand, well, what are the challenges that you're facing? And then let's try to find solutions in regards to that. So for a lot of people, stress is a big trigger, not only for the foods that we sometimes choose to eat, mm -hmm. but we know from a hormonal standpoint, doesn't help us in terms of our metabolism over time. And when you're a new parent and you're juggling all these things, you need things to be easier. I think that if things are more convenient and you kind of take the thinking out of it for a person, then they don't have to piecemeal it together. So that's what that looks like. Once I know what are their go-to foods, what does their typical day look like, how are they sleeping, what are their stressors, and really understand what their family life looks like, then the next step is typically to put together a plan for that person. And I, I always start right away by just educating them about qualitatively what needs to be on your plate. And I think that, of course, when we get into like calorie counting and macronutrients and things like that, that's important and sometimes. And, and a lot of cases, most of the time I do give that guidance, mm -hmm. but I think right away, just for anybody who's just trying to like 
clean things up and get a good start is to look at the Harvard plate. It's online. And basically the goal is half the plate is covered in vegetables. And mm. I think a lot of times we think, oh, yeah, I, had, I always have veggies with my meal. Mm-hmm. I think I'm good. <laughs> but actually we know that if you can fill your plate with more vegetables and fiber, you know, you're going to get more nutrients. You're going to feel more full. You're going to have less hunger. You're going to get more fiber, which helps not only your blood sugar regulation, but also your gut bacteria get healthier. And so half the plate is in vegetables. And then we kind of look at, okay, well, this is our space for our protein. When we're choosing carbohydrates, you know, sometimes carbs get a bad rap, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> really looking at, okay, for you, what do whole grains look like? And is there fruit on your plate? You know, all those things. And then specifically towards, you know, I'm a mom and I'm a working mom. I, I own my own practice. I know that life is a juggling act. Mm-hmm. And we need things to be quick and efficient, and we can't cook four different meals for different people in the house, right? Yeah. So I work with my <laughs> to say, okay, if this is what your family, if this is what y'all are eating, can you take this and, like, let's just modify it so that maybe this part you're just adding for yourself, and that way make it more practical. Yeah. And I also give grocery lists, and I have a lot of ready-made grocery lists for local grocery stores in the area, for like frozen foods and foods that are already prepared or maybe packs like pre-cut vegetables or pan sheet meals. So it's really kind of whatever the person needs, that's what I kind of give them. But everybody gets a lot of education. I really believe that if I can empower people with these tools, they can at least get off to a start. And then one of the things that I work with with my patients is on mindset. And I think a lot of times that gets missed. I, I don't know that it's not important to a lot of people, but I think it takes them a little bit of time. Because my practice is a membership practice and I'm able to spend more time with people, you know, our visits are typically an hour. The first two visits are an hour and a half. I really get to know you as a person, but I want to understand your mindset because that is kind of the determinant of everything that we do. And I want to let people know that, you know, when we talk about living mindfully or eating mindfully or moving mindfully, it's just about being present in that moment and really kind of understanding, like, you always have a choice. There are no good foods and bad foods. There's no all or nothing. You know, we can just be where we are and say, you know what, I'm not able to get a really big workout in today, but you know what, I have 10 minutes. Let me just go and get a quick quick stroll in at least mm-hmm. I got my 10 minutes that's right and so it's about building that mindfulness so that you can make the most out of everything that you do that's right so true as you were talking I'm envisioning the great thing that you do is that I love you share so much of this information you always are giving great recipes and great information the other day you talked about the Mediterranean diet can really make a difference in potential symptoms of depression, really making a difference in little things that we can do here and there. Can you talk about when someone goes to subscribe for your newsletter, which I'm going to say is awesome. If anybody wants some great recipes, great information on continual basis, that is a great thing to have from Dr. Middle. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure. So when you go to the website, it's radianthealthdallas.com. If 
you subscribe to the newsletter, which I send out a monthly newsletter with very practical wellness tips. I typically include one of my blog posts or an, or an educational video. And as you mentioned, I love to create recipes in my kitchen. I really try to apply that food is medicine concept. That's so right. I do post my recipes as well under my blog, which is uh, recipes from my kitchen, same website. And for anyone that does subscribe, they get a free download to a Mediterranean diet grocery guide yes. um, as my gift to you. I think it's a nice breakdown of essentials that you need to get onto your grocery list to get started. That's right. And I encourage everyone to go to her website. And and those of you that are listening in the car, I'm going to put all of these ways to connect on my show notes. Don't worry, you don't have to try to remember them. It'll be in the show notes. I also mention the Harvard plate that you mentioned, Dr. Middle. I'll include that too. Dr. Middle wrote a beautiful article about mindset and mindful eating that I included on my blog. I just want to thank you, Dr. Middle, for sharing with us your postpartum stories and your work. I just think it's a treasure to anyone that gets to work with you. I want to tell you again, I really appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. And I appreciate the work that you do helping new moms and your blog and all your courses, this podcast. I know that you have a real passion for your work. I do for sure. I always say I can't do it all. So I know I always like to have a lot of good resources (laughs) for my clients. And you are absolutely one of those resources. I look forward to sending people your way just because I know that they are going to be very well taken care of. So again, thank you so much, Dr. Middle. Thank you so much. If you want to hang out with me on other social platforms, you can find me on Instagram at Dallas Dulacera, on Facebook, The Modern Day Tribe, and on my website, themoderndaytribe.com. And if you loved what you're hearing, please leave a review anywhere you listen to podcasts and share it with your friends and family. These reviews and five-star ratings help this podcast get found by more listeners and parents that are also looking for support and guidance.